0: a busy week with campaign stops and half a dozen states to garner support for his new Stronger Families plan, the polls are neck and neck between Texas Democrat Wesley Davis and his opponent, Ohio Republican Ross Cox, heading into today's election.
1: Indeed, Americans appear to be responding to Davis's last-minute plan. A risky move to roll out such a large initiative just days before the election— But it seems to have invigorated voters, particularly the millennial generation, many of whom would directly benefit from the plan he's proposed.
0: And having a celebrity son, Lincoln, join the campaign for its last month seems to have rallied the youth vote. But will they show up at the polls? Today we find out if it's enough to win.
2: The campaign staffers are crowded into a VIP tent at the rally that will soon host either the governor's victory address or his concession speech. The tent has no ventilation and everyone is sweaty and on edge. Even Lincoln is pacing back and forth wearing a Team Davis t-shirt and a tense expression.
1: All right, Governor, we have an hour before the East Coast starts reporting final numbers. Let's review your speeches.
2: We only need one speech. Throw that concession in the trash. We got this. Naomi, don't jinx it.
3: Lucy, want to take a lap around the party? I can't sit still. I'm so nervous.
2: I should probably stay here and keep an eye on the news.
3: You know, I've been known to get bored and do something stupid on election nights. You better keep an eye on me. (laughs) Okay, sure.
2: I guess a little break wouldn't hurt.
3: Now, are you going to tell me what's going on with you? Obviously, everyone's a little on edge this week, but you seem distracted ever since the Halloween party. It's not like you.
2: I know. Okay, listen, but you're sworn to secrecy, all right? I promise. Mariana offered me a job. If we win, of course. As her chief of staff.
3: Whoa. Wait, but that would mean...
2: I know, and your dad's been so good to me. And we've been working together for so long. But this is such a big opportunity. Getting to run the ship instead of being one of the stewards. Or something. I I don't know how boats work.
3: This is huge for you. Of course you have to take it.
2: But your dad's so big on loyalty. I can't burn this bridge. It would negate all the work I've done over the last eight years.
3: Listen, you know historically I haven't been his biggest fan. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but give him a little more credit. Maybe he'll surprise you.
2: Why, Lincoln Davis. I never thought I'd see the day. Well, there's no reason to make any decisions until we see how tonight goes.
3: Well, that sounds like good news. Let's get back to everyone.
0: Let's take a look at our model. With only a few undecided states left to report, it's still anyone's game. We haven't seen a race this close since Bush and Gore, and it looks like, once again, it's all coming down to Florida.
4: I can't look. Richard, what's happening?
0: We're getting some breaking news. Our decision desk is ready to call Florida, and it looks like Texas Governor Wesley Davis will be the next president of the United States of America.
1: Florida is officially going blue, sir. It's official?
2: We won? We won. (laughs) The room erupts. I watch Governor Davis hug Richard, who is wiping tears from his eyes. Alex and Naomi are toasting with celebratory tequila shots, and I'm frozen in a state of shock, just trying to take it all in. We won? We won! Suddenly, I'm shaken out of my daze as Lincoln tackles me into a giant hug, picking me up and swinging me around in a circle before setting me down and planting a big, fat kiss on my mouth. I go lightheaded as electricity runs through me and smile up at him as we break apart. Fortunately, the rest of the team is too busy celebrating to notice. One thing at a time.
1: You did it!
2: We all did it.
1: No, Lucy. You were the one who saved the campaign. The Stronger Families plan was your idea, and it won us the election. To Lucy!
2: To, to Lucy! to the next president of the United States. To to President
4: Davis! Well, looks like I've got a victory speech to give. Lincoln, would you do me the honor of introducing me? I'd be happy to, Dad. (laughs)
3: Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're making history, and I'm so happy you're all here to share it with us. I am so pleased and proud to introduce my father, the next president of the United States of America, Wesley Davis. Couldn't be a better
4: man for the job. Thank you, Link. That that means so much. And thank you! Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I am so humbled to be standing here on this historic night. And I certainly wouldn't be here without the incredible team of people who have been with me on this journey. So to my vice president, Mariana Rodriguez, and to my campaign team, many of whom have been with me since I first ran for governor of Texas, I say thank you. And to my son, Lincoln, I am so happy you're here with me tonight. I love him, and I am so very proud of you. And to the American people, I commit to you that over these next four years, we will change this country for the better, together. Starting with the sweeping climate change package that I plan to put in front of Congress on my very first day in office. All of our hard work means nothing if we don't have a habitable planet in 50 years.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, if I could have your attention for just a minute. We already heard from our new president, but I'd also like to say a few words.
3: Yes, Richard!
1: This is the third best day of my life. The first two being the births of my children. I've known Wes here for over a decade. When he first formed an exploratory committee to run for governor, he showed up to the political science class I was teaching down at UT Austin. He sat in the back for the whole lecture. And afterwards, he came up and asked me if we can go for coffee and talk about creating a progressive vision for Texas. Now, I didn't know this guy from Adam, but that coffee turned into dinner and then a nightcap. I've never met someone so genuinely excited about the political process and using it to help people. That night, after too many scotches, he laid out his plan to become president, and I think I might have laughed. Okay, I definitely laughed. (laughs) But after that night, we kept talking about how to improve first Texas, and then the country. The conversation has been going on for ten years now. And tonight, he became president. (laughs) And I'm not laughing. In fact, I'll be the first to tell you, I might have shed a few tears. As a U.S. citizen... As a father, as the husband of a dedicated nurse, I am so excited about the plans we have for the next four years. And hopefully, the four after that, too. Please join me in raising a glass to President Davis. The road to get here has been long and hard. So tonight, we celebrate. Because the real work is just beginning. And I, for one... I'm excited to get started. It's
4: oh, not Richard. <laughs> you old softie.
2: Fancy running into you here. Annika, I didn't realize you'd be here. Oh, wouldn't miss it. I wanted to see democracy in action. Now, so far, it seems like a lot of speeches, whiskey, and a surprising amount of grown men weeping. Just wait until they start to really get drunk. At the governor's last victory party, Beto tried to skateboard off the roof. I just wanted to thank you for the advice the other night. No thanks needed. I loved your post. And I saw Cara Delavane axe you out on Twitter. That's crazy. She's like the great white whale of lesbians. Well, I think I'm going to have to turn her down. I'm kind of interested in someone else. Oh? Yes, and I hear she knows the next precedent. And I've always had a fantasy of having a shag in the Oval Office. Annika... I'm shocked and appalled. There yeah, must be all those episodes of Scandal. Fitz and Olivia really sold it. <laughs> well, we'll see what we can do about that. Why don't we start with another drink and a dance?
3: <laughs> um, do you see what
2: I see? This is too cute. But also, they're, like, blindingly hot together. I think it's illegal for two people that attractive to be a couple.
3: I think we could give them a run for their money.
2: Speaking of... Do you want to get out of here? Maybe go somewhere quieter to talk?
3: Yes, please. Do you want to get a drink in the bar and talk? Or we could head up to my room for some privacy. Just putting it out there, I would not be upset if you wanted to ravage me before we talk.
2: <laughs> I think the bar will do just fine.
3: You get us seats. I'll grab us a couple of drinks. Here we go. I'm, um, actually kind of nervous. The last time we were in a hotel bar alone, I thought you were going to throw a drink in my face.
2: Well, you had just propositioned me, and I thought you had a girlfriend. (laughs) But I didn't. So, about what you said in Miami, did you mean it?
3: Every word. I seem to remember I was not the only one who had some feelings to share that night.
2: Lincoln, it's not that I'm not attracted to you. I am. It's just, how would this work? I'm going to be in D.C. and you're across the country in Los Angeles.
3: Well, it just so happens that my dad just got a new job in Washington. I think I'll be visiting a lot. We're trying to work on our relationship. Plus, I don't have any real attachment to L.A., The best part about living in Hollywood was how much it pissed off my dad. So now that's ruined.
2: (laughs) Okay, but... What is it? Lincoln, is this just a fling? Am I just some unfinished business for you? Lucy, no. How could you think that?
3: Have you not been listening to anything I've been trying to tell you? I like you. I've always liked you. You knew me before I was Lincoln Davis, rock star. And you don't put up with any of my bullshit.
2: No offense, but this sounds like it's a lot more about you than it is about me.
3: Okay, time for the big guns. Do you need me to list all the reasons I think you're terrific? Here, I made a PowerPoint. You're joking, right? No, I thought you might need some convincing. This is very serious business. Wow,
2: this is... The ugliest PowerPoint presentation I've ever seen.
3: (laughs) Hey, I was a music major. They didn't cover this stuff in college. Do you want to hear what I like about you or not? I'm listening. One, you're the smartest woman I've ever met. And I think that's sexy as hell. Two, you treat me like an equal. You're not impressed with any of this famous musician crap. Which is good because I don't plan on doing this forever. Just as an aside, I think I would make an excellent stay-at-home dad someday. Three, I haven't stopped thinking about our first kiss for the past eight years. The other night at the Halloween party confirmed it. I've never felt this way with anybody else. Wow. Just
2: so you know, I didn't
3: prepare a list. It's okay. You've been a little busy. But now that you won a presidential election... Very hot, by the way. Maybe you'll let me take you out on that date finally. How about tomorrow night?
2: Lincoln, I'd love to...
3: I sense a but coming.
2: Tomorrow is my mom's 50th birthday party. I can't miss it.
3: Great, I'm in. Moms love me.
2: You want to meet my entire family
3: on our first date? Why not? I'm planning to stick around for as long as you'll have me. Plus, it's only fair... You've already met my dad, and he likes you more than me.
2: He's grinning at me like he knows he has me. And let's be honest, he does. That dimple of his is absolutely irresistible. And listening to this sweet, sexy man read off a list of everything he adores about me? Well, let's just say I highly recommend it. I turn my bar stool towards him, intertwine my knees with his and pull his tie closer, inch by inch, until our mouths are just a breath apart. His big brown puppy dog eyes look into mine, questioningly. And I wonder if his heart is pounding like mine is. Finally, I lean in the rest of the way and kiss him so deeply, the entire world disappears around us. His arms wrap around me and we lose ourselves completely.
4: Folks, we're closing up.
2: Right. Sorry about that.
3: Wow. I didn't realize how late it had gotten. Should I call you a car?
2: Oh, am I not invited upstairs? I thought you wouldn't be upset if I wanted to ravage you. I hope you weren't joking about that.
3: Uh, Nope. That's, uh, A-OK with me.
2: Get in here.
4: Is, guilt. Is, that a, is that the gun lobby?
2: Oh, I'm glad I caught you both together, actually. Can I have a word?
1: Wow, I did not expect to see any of you kids so early. Alex already called out with the plague. And Naomi's in her office wearing the largest sunglasses I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> well, there was a lot to celebrate last night. Well, come on
4: in. Pull up a chair. Tell us what's on your mind. Anything for the hero of the hour.
2: Well, first off, congratulations, sir. I couldn't be more honored to have worked on this campaign.
4: Thank you, Lucy.
2: And I wanted to talk to you about what's next for me. I've had a job offer, and I thought it was only fair that I discuss it with you both before I make a decision. So, um, Mariana, or I guess I should say Vice President-elect Rodriguez, offered me a position as her chief of staff.
1: (laughs) This is wonderful news. Congratulations, Lucy. I suggested to her that you'd make an excellent chief of staff a few weeks ago, but I didn't know she made the offer.
2: You knew?
1: Of course. Did you think we were going to be angry? Lucy, this is an incredible opportunity for you. Plus, we'll still be on the same team and get to work together every day. I couldn't be more thrilled.
2: Oh my God, I've been sick with nerves all morning.
4: If you want, we can try it again and we'll be angry this time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Lincoln picked me up in an impeccably tailored jacket and tie, which is beyond adorable considering we're attending my mom's backyard barbecue, where she will undoubtedly be rocking some bedazzled denim. His foot tapped restlessly in the car all the way here, and now that we're standing on the stoop, he's fidgeting with the Texas cufflinks his dad gave him as a thank you gift for helping with the campaign. Are you sure you want to do this? You look nervous. Which is very cute, by the way.
3: Of course I'm nervous. But no regrets. Let's do this.
2: Lucy! Hey, my baby girl is here.
3: Hello, ma'am. Happy birthday. I'm Lincoln.
2: And she brought me my favorite singer! Oh, my stars. I've watched every single episode of Singer Swim. And I have all your albums, even that bad one. And earlier this year, we even had us a Lincoln Davis-themed water aerobics class down at the Y. Happy birthday, Mom. Are you going to fit through the door with that hairdo? The higher the hair, the closer to God.
0: Oh, my word, Lucy.
2: This is the best birthday present ever. Is he here to sing? Um, not quite. He's actually here as my date. Your date? Is that why you haven't been around much these last few months?
3: Uh, ma'am, that was probably because she was helping my father win a presidential election. But yes, you can go ahead and blame it on my family. Perhaps you'd let me sing you a song later on to make it up to you?
2: Right, right. Well, come on in. The ladies in my knitting circle will just die if you sing a little something.
3: How could I say no to you? And it just so happens that I'm trying very hard to impress your daughter. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Tammy, happy birthday
2: to you. Lucy, don't you let this one go. He was worth the wait Look at that smile Y'all are gonna have the cutest babies Mom, slow down This is our first date I
3: mean, she's not wrong But let's try keeping a plan alive first Oh no, then we're
4: doomed Come here, you rom Pods was created by Becca Freeman and Rachel King this episode was also written, directed, and executive produced by Becca Freeman and Rachel King. We had production help by Samantha Reed, marketing help from Anne Fuse, and Erica Wong is our editor. Sound design, music, mix, and theme song is by Daniel Brunel. In this episode of Vote for Love, female news reporter is played by Carrie Gibson. Male news reporter is played by Chris Boyke. Lucy is played by Reagan Shea. Richard is played by Brad Gilliam. Naomi is played by Danielle Fires. Representative Mariana Rodriguez is played by Christina Contreras. Lincoln is played by Spencer Sutherland. Governor Davis is played by Ken Petrie. Anika Patel is played by Priyanka Krishnan. Bartender is played by Harris Warren. Tammy is played by Patricia Lawrence. RomCom Pods was produced in partnership with Pod People.